and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here's your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred, and that great theme music is from Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And today on the show, well, I am still putting together that uh, series about serials um, here on Radio Drama Revival, but um, I wanted to share a work with you that I found completely arresting. Um, this is from our friends at Chatterbox Audio Theater. Chatterbox is really uh, has come to be one of the top producing in, in terms of number of shows they put out, as well as one of the top notch in terms of quality of shows they put out um, down, of course, in Tennessee. Um, this one is called Homestead, and maybe another reason I like it so much is that it's a complete, original, uh, wonderful uh, writing, very nice use of audio format going um, to and from flashbacks in audio very nicely written by um, Bob Arnold, who's also the executive director over at Chatterbox, and um, I assume he's <laughs> quite involved in a lot of their shows. And also is a fine actor, as you hear in this performance, him and Kyle Hadley, who have been guests here on the show, as well as uh, many other great Chatterboxers. Um, can't talk this up enough, so uh, don't take my word for it. Um, just tune in to this really heartbreaking story of uh, growing up in a house and three siblings Returning to memories, some happy, some eh, not so much. So enjoy this original Chatterbox production, Homestead. Chatterbox Audio Theater presents Homestead, an original production written by Robert Arnold. that one again? It's my favorite. So why don't you take it with you? Oh, I don't know. It belongs here, I guess. Do you feel better? I do, thank you. <laughs> you realize the water hasn't been cut off yet. You could have just as easily used the toilet. Well, yeah, but this way I got to go outside. Outside, out in the open, you know? Not really. Well, you're a girl. I am. Thank you for the confirmation. <laughs> just mean it's one of those satisfying wilderness things that's a lot harder for you to appreciate. I went right in the rose bushes. Mom would have killed me. <laughs> Mom would have killed you a hundred times over for a hundred different reasons if she'd had the chance. I wouldn't sweat it. Here, come on, have a seat. Thanks. <sighs> Fire's going good. I told you I knew how to build one. And I did not doubt you for a second. That's one satisfying wilderness thing that you did pick up on. Where's Danny? He's somewhere. I think he's looking for a corkscrew. A corkscrew? Are you kidding? You wouldn't have found one of those in this house before everything got cleared out. <laughs> well, he's an optimist, I guess. We should have brought one from your place. We didn't plan this out very well. Oh, I think if anyone had tried to plan it out, I wouldn't have come. Looks empty, doesn't it? Yeah. And huge. Isn't that funny? You'd expect everything to look smaller. Everything else that used to look huge to me looks tiny now because, of course, I was just a kid, but not this house. In fact, if anything, I think it's grown since I was here last. Well, I've lived here most of my life, and I can tell you with some certainty that it hasn't grown. I think you're just not used to... <laughs> <laughs> what was that? 
everything all right back there? Uh, found a closet that didn't get empty. <laughs> <laughs> so, are are you heading out first thing in the morning, or can you stick around for a bit? Oh, I don't know. We got a long drive ahead of us. I wish I got to see you more often, Joe. You and Danny both. We were just here a few months ago. It doesn't count if you come in for a funeral. I guess that's fair. I'd love to make it down more often, Laura, but you know how it is. Work and everything. Sure. Anyway, we should probably go ahead and hit the road in the morning. Sarah's got a big presentation next week. I really like Sarah. I never thought you wouldn't. Well, I'm just telling you, I think she's sweet. She can be. She can be feisty, too. That's what makes it so interesting. Are you gearing up to ask me when I'm going to marry her? Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't dream of it. That's usually what happens after somebody calls her sweet. Don't worry, Joe. I know you too well to ask you a silly question like that. <laughs> ah, here comes the scavenger. Danny, my boy, that does not look anything like a corkscrew. It's a coat hanger. There's a huge pile of them in the bedroom. I thought we might be able to make it work. Well, I've done more with less. I really don't think the wine is worth all this trouble. Well, the wine, maybe not, but the occasion... The occasion calls for, at the very least, a toast. Oh, a goodbye toast? Something like that. Mm. Here, hand me the bottle. Knock yourself out. I can't believe how much stuff is left in this house. We should have had a garage sale or something. We got rid of a lot, Danny. That just seems like such a waste. I mean, look at all those old records. Somebody might want these. Does the turntable still work? It works. See? Somebody could use that. Hell, the kids might get a kick out of it. Uh. <laughs> I'm curious as to what your plan is here, Joe. Well, if I can jab the end of this coat hanger down far enough, I might be able to yank out the cork. Well, you look at that. I guess college wasn't a waste of money after all. <laughs> it's not. Still, I can't help but think I might have done better at... What was it, Danny? Nursing school? Mm -hmm. Keep it up, you son of a bitch. Danny, Joe and I were just talking about how big the house looks. Well, of course it does. It's empty. Well, Well, that's part of it. No, that's all of it. You guys aren't getting sentimental out here, are you? Come on, Danny, look around. We're way into sentimental already. Hell, just coming here was sentimental. Don't worry, it's allowed every now and then. Mm. I thought you just wanted to see the place one last time. Which is exactly what we're doing. It's all right, Danny. We won't stay long. Well, it depends on how cooperative this wine bottle is. Might as well have a seat, Brother Daniel. On the floor? Unless you found a couch or something under all those coat hangers. <sighs> well, I did make kind of a mess back there. <laughs> it's okay. They're tearing the whole thing down anyway. You know, if they end up building a shopping mall out here, there had better be some good stores in it. I don't want to come back in five years and find a bargain boutique. I think it's going to be a subdivision. Yeah, figures. Well, everything's moving out this way. This place used to be miles from the city. Now the city's catching up. Mm. So, Laura, where do you think you'll go? Oh, I don't know. I'm kind of enjoying it where I am. You can't live in a hotel forever. No, no, just just until everything gets squared away here. <laughs> and then what? And then, well, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Uh, any luck over there, Joe? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about getting a place downtown. I've always liked the apartments there. Downtown? Are you serious? Come on, Laura, I would eat you alive. All that paid parking. You'd never make it. Plus, do you have any idea how much those places cost? They're not cheap. Anyway, it was just a thought. Well, keep thinking. That's my advice. I'll second. Living in a city gets old fast. Hell, if I had the choice, I'd come back to a place like this. Somewhere older, quieter, place with some history to it. Well, 
This place certainly has that. You know, I can still remember the day we moved in here. You're kidding. Not at all. How old were you, Joe? Wow, I would have been, I don't know, nine, ten, maybe. You couldn't have been more than six or seven, Laura. It was pretty soon after Dad left because Mom was pregnant with Danny. She just started to show. We were broke. All three of us lived in this little one-room apartment up on Chelsea. There was a man at the church, Mr. Cooper, I think. He owned this place, and he let Mom have it for almost nothing. Joey, come on! I felt sorry for her, I guess. I guess they all did. I remember he and some other people from the church came over one Saturday and moved all our things. Wouldn't let Mom lift a finger. Of course, we didn't have much. Joey! What is going on in there? Come to think of it, I guess it looked then a lot like it looks now. A few scattered piles of stuff, but otherwise almost completely empty. Kind of funny how it's come full circle like that. Joey! Joseph! Joseph, you let your sister out of that closet this instant. Oh, Mom, she's fine. She's just being a baby. Now, Joseph. What's the password? Joey! Come on, I just told you. Joseph, if I have to ask you one more time... All right! All right. Mama! Oh, it's okay, honey. Come on now, Mama needs your help in the kitchen. I don't know how she did it. She used to mend clothes to earn a little money, but no way that was enough to raise us on. You go on now, sweetheart. Mom will be there in a second. Sometimes she'd go a whole day without eating. I guess we were that bad off. She'd tell us she wasn't hungry or that she'd eaten earlier, but I always knew better. Joseph, come here. I need to discuss something with you. Oh, Mom, she's fine. She's just trying to get me in trouble. Listen to me. With your father away, you are the man of the house. I'm counting on you to look out for our family. And that means treating your little sister with respect. Yes, ma'am. She needs you looking out for her, not terrorizing her. When your father gets back, we want to be able to tell him that you were kind toward Laura, protective. Do you know what I mean by that? To not make her cry? Why don't we look it up? Then you can show me what it means. I don't remember how long she talked like that when your father gets back. She knew, of course. When your baby brother or sister is born, I'll need your help even more. I have to know I can count on you. Understand? Yes, ma'am. Good. Now, which box do you think that dictionary is in? Here's something you probably don't remember, Laura. It was one of the very first nights we stayed here. We didn't have a table yet, so when we ate, we'd all just sit on the dining room floor. Um, is it a horse? <laughs> no. Okay, uh, does it have lots of teeth? I bet it's a dragon. <laughs> no. No, it's not a dragon, or no, it doesn't have lots of teeth? It's not a dragon. Does it breathe fire? <laughs> yes. That's a dragon. Mom, that's what I already guessed. Hush, Joey. You're cheating. Joey, are you finished with your dinner? Mom, she's cheating. That's not what I asked you. I asked if you were finished with your... Oh, uh, that'll, that'll be Mr. Cooper. Laura, will you and Joey stay right here until I get back? Okay. Joseph, do you remember what we talked about? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay, then I'll, I'll be right back. I still say you were cheating. Mom says you have to be nice to me. Nuh-uh. I don't have to do anything. Yeah-huh. Mom says so. Just because Mom says something doesn't mean it's true. You'll be a baby as long as you think that way, Laura. <coughs> Mom's just a person, you know, just like anyone else. You may think she knows everything, but she doesn't. What are you doing? What's wrong with you? That's not funny, Laura. I know you're just trying to scare me. Mom? Mom? What is it? What is it? What's wrong? I think she's choking. Laura? Laura, honey, look at me. Can you breathe? I didn't do anything, Mom. I promise. Joseph, go to the phone and call Dr. Warner. Do you remember the number? <laughs> Joseph, the number. 862-8775. Good. Go fast. Now. 
Okay, it's okay, honey. Look at me. Look at Mama now. This might end up hurting a little bit, okay? Okay, okay. Okay, just a few more times. Okay, sweetie, ready? <coughs> Laura? Laura, honey, can you breathe? Okay. Okay, it's okay, honey. Mama's here. Don't worry, Mama's here. Mama's right here. It was amazing. Mama's here. She was perfectly calm, like it was something she dealt with all the time. I'd never seen someone stay so level-headed in a crisis. Frankly, I'm not sure I've seen it since. I don't remember that at all. I'm surprised I never told you. It's one of the strongest memories I have of living in this house, of growing up here. And you were nice to me from then on, right, Joe? I really thought you were going to die. I remember thinking that I would love my new brother or sister, but not as much as I loved Laura. Mm, Very prescient, Joe. Oh, Danny, hush. Anyway, it is a lovely story, but I have a few corrections. You weren't born yet, Danny. I'm not sure your memory of events is exactly reliable. Not the events themselves, the backdrop. What do you mean? For one thing, you said you didn't know how Mom earned her money. Well, there was her sewing. And the folks at church helped her out quite a bit, I think. Oh, the folks at church couldn't have cared less. Joe, think about it for a minute. Do you remember ever actually going to church? I, I remember them helping us move. <laughs> well, I'd be willing to bet that that was Mr. Cooper and his friends. I don't think the church had anything to do with it. I'm not sure I follow you. I'm just saying that Mom wasn't necessarily the saint you're making her out to be. Hello? Hello, are you there? Of course it's me. Don't feel bad. I was fooled for a long time myself. In fact, it wasn't something I discovered until long after you'd left home. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it's never really a good time, is it? Laura was working at that beauty shop. Remember, Laura? Meaning she was the only one in the family with an honest job. I was 17 and getting ready to graduate high school. I had just started seeing Shelley. I was uh, I was in love. I'm sorry. You know I hate to do this, but I need money. At that point, we felt almost like a normal family. Almost. But somehow I understood that we weren't. For one thing, no one at school knew anything about us. We were those quiet people who lived in a big house in the middle of nowhere. It's not for me. It's for them. It's for him. Yes. Yes, I understand. I won't call again, I promise. Thank you. Who was that? Oh, Danny, you scared me. You shouldn't listen in on other people's conversations. It's not polite. Mm. Was that Mr. Cooper? Yes. Mr. Cooper is teaching a ballroom dancing class at the church, Danny. He was calling to see if Laura might be interested, that's all. Oh. Did you have something to ask me? I I was going to see if Shelley could come over for dinner tonight. She was just here yesterday. I know, Mom, but... But what? I don't know, I... I really like her. I think you're too young to be so devoted to one person, Danny. There are a lot of girls out there, you know. All right. She can come over. But only if you and your sister are in charge of dinner, okay? You know how sometimes your brain puts things together without you even realizing it? Well, I'd had this idea brewing inside me for a long time. And it was finally starting to bubble up to the surface. Danny? 
Careful now, you're going to burn it. Danny. Sorry, sorry. I, I got it. What's going on with you? You're acting weird. Uh, Laura, how much, how much do you remember about Dad? Dad? I, I don't know, like what? Just wh what he looked like, why he left, that kind of thing. I was so little, Danny, I hardly remember him at all. I wonder if Joe knows. Well, I guess you could always call him up and ask him. Anyway, I, I know he liked to dance. Mom used to say that. When she'd see you clowning around to the radio, she'd laugh until she was wheezing and she'd say, Well, his daddy was a dancer. <laughs> she... she said that? Danny, it's burning again. Danny! You're right! You're right, Laura. It's burning. Here, let me take care of it. Danny! While I'm at it, let me clear some of this other stuff out of the way, too, huh? Danny, stop it! Shelly's going to be here any minute. Oh, Shelly? Forget Shelly! I'm too young to be so devoted, don't you think, Laura? Besides, my daddy was a dancer. What is going on in here? Hey, Mom! Everything's great! Laura says Daddy was a dancer. Mom, I don't know what's gotten into him. Laura, leave your brother and me alone for a few minutes. But, Mom! Laura, please. Oh, okay. Okay. Daniel. Daniel. I'm lying to Mr. Cooper. You... what? I'm lying to him. He believes that he is your father, and I'm allowing him to believe it. But it's not true. She spilled it all to me right then and there. It was something she'd been keeping up for years. You know he has a wife, and a family, and he also has plenty of money. We've worked on an arrangement that keeps everyone happy and keeps things quiet. She never spent any of it on herself, she said. Only on us. She wouldn't even eat if the food on the table was bought with his money. But it's not true. You and Joe and Laura all have the same father, Danny. You don't have to believe me if you don't want to. But I promise I am being completely honest with you. I think I got about ten years older over the course of that conversation. Naturally, I never thought of Mom the same way again. I'm sure she'd have said the same about me. So there you have it. That's... That's amazing. I had no idea. And here's the other thing. I don't know it for a fact, but... I think there must have been others. Others? One or two more, aside from Mr. Cooper. She was feeding all of them the same line. Clearly, she had started making the rounds as soon as Dad left. Well, there you go, then. She was only doing what she felt like she had to do for us. <laughs> if you want to rationalize it, Joe, be my guest. You ask me, though. Lying is lying, and stealing is stealing. Did you know about this, Laura? Not... Not until much later, and I didn't know that Danny knew. Wow. Poor Mom. <laughs> right. Poor Mom. Anyway, that's that's what I think of when I think of this place. Mom standing right there in that doorway telling me she was lying to Mr. Cooper. That's my strongest memory. Unbelievable. So, what about you, Laura? What do you mean? You've lived here your whole life, practically. You've got more memories of this place than me and Danny put together. Well, I guess... So, tell us. What exactly do you want to hear? It's up to you. Tell us what sticks out most in your mind. What you'll always think about when you think about this place. I don't know. 
Come on, Laura, another few days and this house is history. Do you think we should salvage a few little pieces of it if we can? I don't want you to get upset with me. Why, why would we get upset? Well, it's not a happy memory. We're all adults here, Laura. I think we can handle it. Well, okay. But remember, you asked. This was recently. Probably late last year after she'd gotten fairly bad. After her mind had really started to go. Quiet now! Quiet out there! Shh! Shh, Mom, it's okay. It's just so noisy. I don't like it. I don't like all the noise. She hated thunderstorms. For some reason, they sent her into a panic. I'd put the music on to try to calm her down. I... I understand why it happens, but I still don't like it. I don't like all the noise. Here. Here, Mom. Here. How about this? Is that better? This one is your favorite, remember? It's my favorite, too. Just listen to the music with me, Mom, okay? Mom, okay? Okay. The doctors all said that this was just the way it was going to be. Most days she didn't even recognize me. She didn't even know my name. Laura? I told you about it. I I told both of you, or at least I tried. I'd leave you messages and I wouldn't hear back from you for days. Laura? You never once came to visit. I... You'd say things like, I'm sure she'll get better, or, come on, Laura, it can't be all that bad. Laura? And you kept saying it, even after I had to quit work to stay home with her. All day, and all night, too, waking up every few hours just to check on her. The two of us, alone in this giant house, waiting. Laura, Laura, honey, wake up. What? Mom, did you say something? Laura. My beautiful Laura. I'm so sorry. Mom, are you okay? How are you feeling? Such a... such a lot to ask such a little girl. My little girl. My beautiful little Laura. Where... where's Joseph? He doesn't live here anymore, Mom. He moved away a long time ago. Oh. And... And Danny? Where is Danny? He's gone too, Mom. He's got a wife and two kids now. You remember Shelley and Josh and Michelle? I... I... I wish... I wish I did. I... I want to. Do you feel all right? Do you need anything? (laughs) I need your help, Laura. I'm not strong enough. Not anymore. It's okay, Mom. I'm here. I, I... I should have done it. I should have done it myself. I wish I had when I was able. But I wanted to wait. I... I didn't know. I thought it might get better. What do you mean, Mom? What is it you need me to do? If I could just... I could just get to the medicine cabinet. I know what's there, Laura. I know what's inside. 
the medicine cabinet. I, I've been giving you your medication, Mom. You don't have to worry about or that. Or the bathtub. If I could only get there. That way I would be warm. The whole time. Oh, even this pillow. This one right under my head. And then it would be so soft. So soft, Laura, and and so light. I wouldn't even mind it, I don't think. I would just close my eyes and lie here completely still. Mom, I... You have to help me, Laura. I'm not strong enough to do it myself. You, you wouldn't leave me like this. You wouldn't wish it on me. I hurt so much. I spend every day hurting. You, you wouldn't wish this on me. Mom, I can't. I need your help, Laura. I'm asking you. Just go to sleep now, okay? I'll give you something to help you sleep. You'll feel better soon, okay? I promise. I promise. It was the last time we actually talked. The last time we had anything resembling a conversation. From there, she got worse and worse. I don't know what finally made the decision for me. I... I don't know if it was the storms or this house or the memory that night. I, I don't know. Quiet. Quiet, I said. Why does it have to be so noisy? Why, why can't I have any peace? But I thought about it for a long time and... And it seemed right. Please. Please. Please just give me my peace. Please, Lord. Please let me rest. I put on the record. Our favorite record. I went to her room and, and for a long time, for hours, I just talked to her. I... I won't tell you what I said. You don't get to know that. The whole time I was talking, there, there was a stillness on her face, so I think she understood. It felt like something we were doing together, mother and daughter, like old times. That's what I was thinking when I finally closed the door. And just like she said, she didn't fight. In fact, she reached up and put her hands on top of my hands and just held them there, just held on to my hands until we were done. Laura, my God. And that was it. And then a few days later, the two of you finally showed up. I, I can't believe this. I can't believe what you're telling us. You weren't there, Danny. You don't know what it was like. It's disgusting. You can't just... You, you 
can't hush, Danny. Joe, think about what she's saying. I know, Danny. I know what she's saying. I, I think it's probably been hard enough on her already. I wish you had been there, Joe. You would have known what to do. No, Laura. I wouldn't have. So, that's my answer. That's the thing I'll always think about. Remember, you asked. Did you ever get that wine bottle open, Joe? You know what? I I completely forgot about it. Uh, let me give it another try. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay with this, Laura. This is not something I can just let go of. I understand, Danny. And I'm sorry. Oh. Well, I'll be damned. Uh, we don't have any glasses. We can just pass the bottle around. You start, Joe. All right. But first, I'd like to propose a toast. This old place... And to everything that went into the building of it. Why don't you put that record on, Laura? It's still your favorite, isn't it? It's still my favorite. Great. Why don't we give it one last spin? listening to Chatterbox Audio Theater's production of Homestead, featuring Aaron McGee as Laura, Robert Arnold as Joe, Kyle Hatley as Danny, and Julia Henson as their mother. Sound effects by Karen Strawn. Produced by Andrew Sullivan. Written and directed by Robert Arnold. This is your announcer, Tom Badgett. Chatterbox Audio Theater is a nonprofit, web-based community theater that advances the exchange of ideas by channeling creativity and artistic collaboration into recorded audio works that enlighten, entertain, and inspire. Download all of our shows free at www.chatterboxtheater.org. And that was Homestead by the Chatterbox Audio Theater. Wonderful piece of original audio drama, of course, chatterboxtheater.org, chatterboxtheater.org. Of course, link to that in the radio drama revival show notes. And we will also, we'll be continuing at least for a little while here with original stories. Uh, Continuing into next week, uh, we are going to feature a piece by Lance Axt. Uh, Lance uh, is a huge public face of National Audio Theater Festivals. Of course, he's also an artist in his own right and has put together some shows um, we've played those before, and this was what we're going to play is a recent show. Um, I believe it was July, June of last year, actually, right around my birthday. They had this down in New Mexico uh, thing called You Have Five Minutes, and this was all a, a sort of a festival of five minute plays. We'll be playing that next week, 
And uh, then we will eventually get into our series of serials. Uh, just stay tuned here to Radio Drama Revival. Of course, you can't wait that long. Uh, we do have the website and blog and podcast at radiodramarevival.com. Uh, news, reviews, and discussion up there. Of course, you can also find us on iTunes. Search for Radio Drama Revival. All right, that wraps it up for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalgh. Copyright of individual shows remains to their original producers, but do please share this show in its entirety as far and widely as you'd like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM, Greater Portland, Maine's community radio from the University of Southern Maine, and is podcast at radiodramarevival.com as a labor of love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week.